Dateline, 5th of February, 2023. Good Lord, Grant. 5th of February, there's something I've got to remember about 5th of February. Oh, my goodness, it's my anniversary. Welcome to the Australia Desk for episode 736. Good Lord, Grant, we better get this recorded quickly so I can get out of here or I'll be in humongous trouble. I know, right? What are we doing recording on your anniversary? I mean, it could be worse. We could be recording on mine, which is on Wednesday. Oh, there you go. Well, my, my poor unfortunate wife, 29 years we'll be married today. Don't you feel sorry for her? I know I do. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? She feels sorry for herself. But I mean, what is it about February? I mean, it's your anniversary. My anniversary with kid is coming up on Wednesday. My parents is later in the month. What the heck? What is up with these February weddings? I'll tell you what, because right here in Australia, my friend, it's the middle of summer. It's the best time if you're going to get married and have an outdoor wedding. Well, (laughs) normally February here in this part of the world is pretty nice weather, but it hasn't been very nice weather here at all this year. I know, the stunned silence on my end gives it all away. It has been like 15 to 19 degrees centigrade here in Melbourne, which is sort of down around the 50 Fahrenheit area, where normally it should be 80 to 90 Fahrenheit. That is winter weather for us, I can tell you. Anyway, um, one thing we don't see a lot of here in Melbourne, although, you know, occasionally we do, is snow. But uh, (laughs) did you see this story, Grant, about a gentleman travelling in the United States who went to Sydney, but, well, not exactly the right Sydney? I know. It wasn't Sydney. It was Sydney, Montana. So this gentleman's name was Kingsley Burnett, and uh, he's uh, tried to book the ticket himself. He's made a bit of a mistake. I don't know, Grant. Here's what he had to say. I saw mounting top covered with white snow. At that point, I knew I was in trouble. Imagine how it would feel to think you're landing in Sydney, Australia, and here you are in Billings, Montana. Well, I don't know, Grant. Some people might chalk that up as a win. Don't hate me, Sydney yeah. people. Grant at southernskiesmedia.com.au for any complaints. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. No, 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 no. Abuse email goes to I am really offended at yahoo.com. It really exists, and Brian monitors it. Oh, there you go. Well, enjoy that, Brian, and uh, all our Sydney listeners will be flooding your inbox with that, yes. Now, of course, the Sydney airport code is Sierra Yankee Delta SYD, but apparently Sydney, Montana is Sierra Delta Yankee SDY, and he's typed in the wrong code, and he's ended up there now. Perhaps he might have wondered, Grant, I don't know, why didn't I have to use my passport? I know, like, and how come I'm landing on the same day I took off? And why is it only a couple of hours to get there from New York instead of a couple of days? Hello? Oh, dear. Well, look, uh, good luck to that gentleman, Kingsley Burnett. I hope he makes it out here. Apparently, Grant, uh, he's got it all sorted out and he'll be uh, out here later in the year. And I'm pretty sure he'll be a uh, media celebrity when he does arrive in uh, Sydney Airport. I suspect so. Uh, yeah, thanks to a couple of folks at the uh, airport and the hotel over in uh, in Billings, Montana, I believe it was, where he landed before his little flight across to Sydney. Um, yeah, he uh, uh, they, they took him aside and had a couple of discussions and rescheduled everything for him, helped him out, got him accommodation, and then sent him home the next day. So apparently he's going to be down here in June. Okay, well, good luck for him. And <laughs> consequently, that's actually the middle of winter for us, but... It- I, I still don't. It, it certainly might be snowing in Sydney. It's a bit warmer than here. Just ask anybody uh, from Sydney. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll it'll, it'll be in the fifties uh, at least to sixties easily uh, when he's here in winter. Yeah, there we go. Okay, Grant. Now you know um, we've been in broadcasting a long time. When we can look at an aviation story and say it's the tenth anniversary of something we covered, well, way back in twenty thirteen, and that has to do with the alliance between Qantas and Emirates, which is now ten years old. Oh my God. 
as the phrase goes, Kafek, it's Emiru. Yes, well, that's actually the title of the segment I think we did that time, wasn't it? <laughs> I think it is, mate. Go to australiadesk.net and you too could find this. <laughs> So the article we see here in uh, executivetraveller.com is uh, talking about um, whether or not that's actually been a good move. You know, I, I suppose it probably would be. I mean, it, it certainly did help Qantas uh, unlock a much wider route network. Now, um, you know, Emirates, of course, um, is a significant airline anywhere you go in the world, and that's certainly Australia is no exception. We see a lot of their aircraft flying in here, and it does give Qantas passengers the option to co-share and uh, travel on their flights, which is, uh, well, I think it's a good thing. Now, having said that, I've not been uh, someone who's done that myself, but uh, I'm sure many people have. Uh, it's certainly been great for Emirates. Uh, a stack of Qantas frequent flyers have now wound up on Emirates. They're uh, flying Emirates to all parts of the globe and, yeah, jumping Qantas to get across and many of them are just going Emirates all the way and uh, using their Qantas uh, frequent flyer ID to get Qantas points while they fly Emirates, who many of them prefer over Qantas. They think the business and first class products are much better than you get in Qantas. So, uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a bit mixed. It's been a bit of a shot in the foot for Qantas, but in some cases. But there's many people who go, "No, I'm flying Qantas the whole way. I don't care about Emirates." But there's been many who have gone, "Whoopee! We can fly Emirates," and it's certainly been good for Emirates. That's for sure. Well, certainly with all the bad press that Qantas has been getting lately in the media, with all their turnbacks, and I note with interest, Grant, in the last week we've had a, a Qantas Link uh, Q400 turn back uh, after hitting some pretty severe turbulence, and of course the media again has gone into overdrive about that. Qantas CEO Alan Joyce has gone on the offensive here, and uh, as we said a couple of weeks ago, you know, I don't, you know, really, are these things as uncommon? Is it just something that's happening to Qantas all of a sudden? I don't really know that it is. Alan Joyce uh, was on uh, all the media channels this week having a chat about uh, that issue and some other ones. Here's what he had to say about turnbacks. And these are very rare. I think one in 2,000 Qantas flights has a turnback. But they are an important part of the safety management system. Um, and they do happen more often than people think. Around the world, there's 10,000 turnbacks that happen every year. We have around 60 on Qantas every year, 200 on Qantas link every year and that was the same before COVID and we're no different from what we're seeing on a major competitor here in fact in January on the 737 fleet Qantas had the same number of turnbacks as our major competitor did there was no difference and it's not the airlines that do the turnback that you should be worried about it's the airlines that keep on going to the destination and don't make that turnback I'll well, say what you like about Alan Joyce Grant but he sure does know how to stay on message and I'm I'm sure the people in the boardroom at Virgin Australia, the competitor to which he was referring, will not be very thrilled to hear him <laughs> saying things like that. <laughs> I know, but uh, no wonder it's cold here in Melbourne because we're kind of agreeing with Helen Joyce. So maybe it's a cold day in hell. I know. Ah! But, but I mean, yeah, I, on statistical average, and they, Qantas is right there with the rest of them, if not better. But Six in one week, one or two weeks, that's pretty full on. I'm going to discount the Dash 8 because that hit turbulence. Uh, having been in a, in a little um, Saab 340 that went through a complete roller coaster, I've never done aerobatics in a Saab 340 until that day going to um, Illawarra. But, you know, it happens. Turbulence happens. The upshot is, though, that uh, like Qantas got it all in one week in terms of 737s, which is about three from memory, whereas Virgin spread it over a month. 
So yeah, maybe it's a cluster. Maybe on average, over the if if nothing else happens for the rest of the year, this will be fine. Or maybe it's a precursor indication that something's going wrong when you cut the margins on how you do maintenance, so that you're not really doing it. You know, there's some airlines that do it right to what you've got to do, plus a bit more. There's some that do just the bare minimum. Bare minimum leads to stuff like this. Maybe that's it. It's too early to tell. Maybe it was just a cluster. We'll know in the next month. Who knows? And, of course, he did quantify that by saying it was the 737 fleet because the competitor that he was referring to now only flies 737s. Now, Grant, also, um, he was also talking about some of the service issues. Now, if you've been watching any of the media down here, of course, in this part of the world, Qantas has really been copying and bagging, no pun intended there, for the way they've been handling baggage (laughs) and cancellations and all sorts of other things. It really has not been... A very smooth recovery from the COVID period. Here's what Alan Joyce had to say about that. First of all, Nat, we were seeing the operational performance of Qantas get back to or be better than it was before COVID. We've just, I apologised to our customers six months ago about the performance of the company at the time. And we have now seen in January that our on-time performance was better than it was before COVID. Uh, We're seeing our cancellation levels or mishandled bags at the same levels and our call centre better. Well, I don't know if that really says a lot about the way Qantas was prior to COVID, if that's the case, to be really oh. honest. They've lost, they've lost my bags a few times, I can tell you that. They certainly screwed everything royally as we opened up out of COVID. Um, you know, well, what do you expect? They outsourced everything to uh, companies where staff are being paid the minimum, but they're not getting any flight benefits. Mm. In the old days, if you worked for Qantas, even as a bag chucker, you got flight benefits. You could take your family flying. Not anymore. If you're an outsourced provider, you don't get flight benefits. And there goes half the reason why a lot of people actually put up with the crazy hours and the crappy pay. Okay, well, that's everything we have for you on uh, this week's Australia Desk. Well, Grant, that makes, what, five, six in a row now? We, we're keeping count here. Yeah, that's five in a row, which is more than we did in the whole of, oh, I think it was 2021. Uh, it's Almost, it's it's over double what we did in 2022, and etc. So I think this is the most we've done in a single year since we decided to hang up our spurs back in 2015. I think it's fair to say we're back permanently. Sorry about that, Rob. Oh well, we won't pick on him too much. Until next week, I'm Steve Fisher and I'm Grant McCarran. And what more can I say? But we're back. Cheers, folks.